I'm your inner dream monologue and you're fast asleep, so I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, my name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast, but obviously it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded, so if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean I'm not going to read it because it's already happened, it's in the past, it's pre-recorded, and no one's going to see it anyway. But here's the worst bit, you might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time, it's a waste of my time, it's a waste of everybody's time, and so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5pm UK time on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C, Feldman. It's Saturday. It's 3 o'clock. Now, live from Leeds, Alec Feldman. Wizard Radio, that was J.P. Sachs and Julia Michaels with If the World Was Ending. And before that, The Weekend and Blinding Lights. Hello. Good afternoon to one and all. It's Alec Feldman, live until 5. How are you doing? Is everything is everything good? What's going on? Have I been up to much? No, not really. Um... Very little is going on in my life. Although I did, I went on a spontaneous trip to the pub last night. How exciting am I? A crazy life, I'm sure you will agree. Um, and I was with loads of people who were dressed as food items. So honourable mention for the strawberry. Um, was there anyone else? Oh, uh, someone in a, 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 a dress made of crisp packets. That was good. And I, I wasn't really dressed up at all because I wasn't planning on going. So I was just in kind of greys and blacks and they just said I was black pudding which I got told is actually kind of purple but I didn't know that because I can't eat it so that was that was that that was my night last night a wild Friday I'm sure you will agree have you got plans exciting things happening tonight I hope so I will get you to Saturday evening that's what we do on the show today quite a lot actually we need to name something I think we'll do this after four o'clock 
I'd like your help giving a name to a kind of a concept, a phenomenon, an occurrence that doesn't have one. I think it would benefit from one. Also, I'm like a young Bear Grylls. I've written a bedtime story that features the 1975. There's also been a photo taken of the moon, apparently, and I nearly witnessed a fight on Monday. I'll tell you more in the next 10 minutes. Also on the show, I have a six-second guide for you, brand new, heavily researched facts about an artist, and we will have a game of someone's looking at your door. All of that is happening between now and five. Music as well coming up before four o'clock from Anne-Marie, from Billie Eilish, from Sam Smith. I'll play Khalid next. Before all that, let's do This Week I Learned. This Week I Learned. How would you like some life lessons, some advice, some handy hints, some friendly tips? I've got you sorted. Lesson number one. This week I learned that, that four pancakes is slightly too many. It was pancake day on Tuesday. One of the greatest days of the year. The only days of the year that you can eat pancakes. It's banned any other day. And I have a little recipe book that tells me how to cook things. It's called Nosh for Students. And it's meant to be so simple that even students can make it. And it had a recipe for pancake mix. So I just followed it blindly. And ended up with quite a lot of mix. Well, not, not a lot of mix. But, like, more than was suitable for one person. Everyone else in my house had already had their own pancakes. So I'm not one to waste food. I just had to make four pancakes and eat four pancakes. All with, with different toppings. They were really good. But I felt really full after. Like, proper, like oh my god, I don't want pancakes again for another year, full. So, four pancakes is just a little little bit too many. Maybe three, two, two's a good number. Four, nah, I can do it, but I wouldn't advise it. Lesson number two. This week, I've learned, if you're getting a group photo done, make sure you actually ask someone to take it first. At this spontaneous pub trip last night, someone was like, oh, let's take a photo, because there were loads of people there. Like, a a dozen maybe slightly more you know all the people were there and everyone's like, oh group photo group photo and so everyone gets nicely arranged and you know rows tall people at the back short people at the front everybody squidged in nicely and we're all stood there waiting for the photo to be taken and we suddenly realized hang on nobody nobody's actually there with a camera to take the photo and then there was a sort of a weird what would you call it like game theory nobody wanted to be the first person basically to to leave the photo to take it so everybody just waited until eventually a stranger was like oh do you want me to take a photo so they will they will come if you wait long enough but it helps if you kind of sort that out beforehand before you all get arranged then go huh no one's actually gonna take this and finally lesson number three this week i learned Check the synopsis of a film before you go to see it. I went to see Parasite last weekend, which I think was it Best Picture at the Oscars. And it had been described to me as a comedy. A comedy about social inequality in Korea. And I was like, okay, that actually sounds sounds quite good, quite fun. I'm interested in that. And I went, went along to see it. The first half. I really enjoyed it, thought it was great. I was like, wow, this is a story I've, I've really never heard told before. It's original, it's quite funny. The characters, even though they're kind of morally a bit questionable, they're empathetic, I like them. Really enjoyed it. Then, the second half, I mean, spoiler alert, 
turns into an absolute bloodbath. If you've seen it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. If you haven't, I mean, I would say go see it, but maybe, I don't know. If you're of a squeamish disposition, don't. So much blood. I wasn't expecting all of the things that unfolded in the second half to unfold based on the first half because I thought it would be this this fun, happy-go-lucky film about these chances, trying their luck, being a bit kind of clever and canny. But no, it was <laughs> quite traumatic, really. So I should have really informed myself more about what Parasite was actually about before I went to see it. But, you know, um, a good film, just not necessarily one I particularly enjoyed. So we've learned this week, four pancakes, too many. Get someone to take the photo before everybody gets arranged and check the synopsis of the film before you go to see it. Here's clean disclosure and know your worth. Clean disclosure with know your worth. This is Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. Happy Saturday to you. Sam Smith, Julie, for playing soon. I almost witnessed a fight break out the other day in a library. Of all of all the places for a fight to break out, in a library, some people, they have no respect for their surroundings. It was a weird one. I was in the library at uni being a good student, being productive because all my lectures are on strike at the minute. So, you know, I've got to do something with my days. So there I was in the library doing what all good students do, which is reading stuff quietly, you know, headphones in, being productive. When suddenly I hear I hear something quite loud. It's really, excuse me, exburbed, <laughs> really loud music. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that's kind of annoying. But normally, you know, you hear the occasional sound in the library. Libraries are not dead silent. A lot of the time, people, like, start playing something, they'll hear it out loud and go, oh, my God, I haven't got my headphones in. And there's, like, a desperate scramble to put your headphones in or mute it or something before everyone turns around and glares at them and goes, mm, noise in the library. And so that's kind of what I assumed it was. But it went on a bit too long. And it was it was really loud as well. And so my thinking at this point was, oh, okay, um, well, this isn't quite ideal but maybe maybe they just don't realize that it's playing out of the speakers and not their headphones you know i'm not the type to kick up a fuss or turn around and glare at people or anything so i just i just ignored it this goes on for some minutes and people are getting a bit like oh what's what's going on (laughs) and then eventually one person plucks up the courage to to be that guy be the passive-aggressive person that goes up and goes, excuse me, can you can you stop making that noise, please? So they they stand up, they go up to this person, and they say, uh, hi, excuse me, do you know do you know your your music's playing out loud? At this point, the person playing the music out loud, they stand up, they approach the guy that has asked them to turn their music down. They proper square up to them. Their their chest is right up in his face. They're way taller than him. Like, they're huge. Really tall. And this guy is, I guess, kind of average height. Maybe slightly slightly small. And he's, like, up in his face. And he's like, what did you just say to me? And the guy's like, oh, um, I, I just thought that you didn't realise that your music was playing out loud. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And, like, proper backing off, squirming, cowering away. And this guy is still kind of walking. This, the the music guy, 
he's walking kind of towards him. He's obviously having to walk backwards as he's all up in his face. It, it feels quite intimidating. I was convinced that one of them, probably the tall guy, was about to smack him or something. But no, that didn't happen. He he saw sense. He backed off. He went back to sit down in his in his seat. This guy who asked him to turn off the music sort of sulks back to his own seat, defeated and humiliated. The music continues. Shortly after, this guy, he stands up, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up right now. He stands up in the library, stops his music, and just goes. <coughs> <clears throat> clearing his throat really really loudly okay i'm sat back down again now and everyone's like what is this guy up to now he then takes his phone starts playing music out of his phone and walks around the whole floor of the library just blasting out the tunes to annoy everyone else who sat there and and eventually a librarian appears and she goes up to him She's like, excuse me, can you just can you just turn that music on? And everyone on? Did I mean off? I meant off. <laughs> can you just turn that music off? And everyone is holding their breath. Everyone's like, <gasps> because they've seen things. They've seen what this guy did to the the last guy that asked him to stop the music. They thought this librarian was about to to meet some grisly end. But no. He turns off the music, which just goes to show that there is no no scarier, no more authoritative, no more brave figure in the world than librarians. They have a level of braveness that the rest of us mere mortals just don't. They are true heroes, and they should be recognised as such. Coming up next, I think we should have some fun because of the date. That's coming up after Sam Smith. Sam Smith to die for. On Wizard Radio, it's Alec Feldman. What am I going to play you soon? How about some Anne-Marie, some Billie Eilish, and some Dua Lipa? Look at, look at your phone, look at your watch, look at your calendar if you still have one. What is the date today? I'll, I'll give you a few seconds. Yeah, it's the 29th of February. How exciting. This day, this date, it only happens once every four years. It's the leap day, everybody. Woo! Yeah. Just, they just add an extra day every four years just for, for fun and giggles because otherwise the earth gets out of sync with the sun. They've got to sync us back up. So happy happy leap day to you. It is an exciting day. I don't know why it's exciting. It just is. It feels weird. It feels different. Obviously, there's, there's the old joke that if you have your birthday on the 29th... Well, it's not a joke. It actually happens to people. If you have your birthday on the, the 29th of February, you're only four years old, even if you're actually 16. <laughs> yeah. And, and other such handy trivia. I feel like we need, we need something. I don't know what. We just need something to mark the 29th of February, to mark the fact that it only happens once every four years you know some some places have like full moon parties every time there's a full moon that's once a month or what else do people celebrate i mean people celebrate new year's eve for reasons i still don't really understand and so if we celebrate that why not do some kind of celebration for the 29th of february i know people there's that old thing where like oh women are allowed to propose to men on the 29th of february 
Um, because, you know, for the other... Hang on. Bear with me. I wanted to be clever, but I'm not smart enough to be clever. For the other 1,095 days before the 29th of February, women can't propose, am I right, men? <laughs> anyway, so that's that's the, the thing that's supposed to happen on the 29th of February. But quite frankly, I think it's rubbish because we live in a world now where women can propose whenever they like. It's stupid that that's still limited to one day of the year. So we'll, we'll bin that off, right? We don't, we don't need that as our 29th of February leap day thing. We need something new. I think something along the lines of a ritual think think slightly satanic perhaps that kind of that kind of vibe you know we're talking fire we're talking i don't know somebody's hair think the crucible the beginning of the play the crucible if you ever did that at school in your english gcse that's that's what i think we should be doing here a proper weird old school witchcraft ritual or you know similar similar kind of vibe that is what the world needs to mark the fact that there's a leap day. So has anyone anyone got any ideas? What could we do? I don't know. I just I want it to involve fire, but I'm willing to accept other things as well if you think that'll work better. Are we sacrificing someone? Are we not sacrificing someone? Are we sacrificing something? Anything goes. Any ideas you have. If you ever thought, mm, I just I really want to come up with some kind of weird evil ritual i just don't know when it would be appropriate for today now right here right now the 29th of february the leap day that is when it's appropriate for so if you've got any ideas please send them to me my text number is 07807 183 538 just put that in your phone you can text me whenever you like 07807 183 538 you can tweet me at wizard radio you can email as well on station at wizardradio.co.uk what do you think we should do? I want a ritual for the 29th of February for the leap day. It should be a bit weird, a bit scary. The kind of thing that would maybe make people a bit uncomfortable and nervous if they witnessed it. That is exactly what I'm after. So give me ideas because I think that'll be good and we can we can put it into practice in four, four years time when the next leap day is. Coming up, Billie Eilish after Dua Lipa. This is Physical on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Please consume responsibly. Billie Eilish and no time to die. It's Wizard Radio. I'm Alec. Hope you're good. Anne-Marie and Ren playing soon. And we will, I think, possibly, maybe even have a little, little knock at the door in the next 20 minutes or so. Let's get back to the leap day fun. Happy 29th of Feb. I was saying I think we should invent some kind of tradition, some kind of ritual something a bit weird that is traditionally done on the 29th of February just because well, I mean there aren't really any other things there's the one about women proposing but that's dumb and outdated so bin that off get something new that we have created um what have we got let's hear from Benny first he says this might sound weird but you are looking for weird I am that is that is true weird is good I wanted weird <laughs> I hope I feel a bit disturbed by the end of it. That's how we know that it's a good message. I think on leap day, we all need to have a teddy bear tea party. Yep. Sit down in a circle with all your old bears and toys and speak to them. Give them an opportunity to air their views on the world. 
educated them about what's gone on since you put them in the drawer under your bed. They've been in a box or in the attic for four years. So every four years, give them an opportunity to come out and say hello. Reunite with them. They deserve it. And deep down, you know it. That's actually really wholesome. I really like that idea. It's wholesome with a, with a side order of just a little bit unnerving. Because, you know, kids have teddy bears picnics all the time. Under the age of five, great. Lovely way to spend an afternoon. Very fun. But then when you're a fully grown adult doing it, that's when it does become a bit a bit creepy. Especially if they're all really old and kind of worn out. They've maybe got, like, stitches for eyes because their eye... You know, eye, I'm going to say eyeballs, but they're not really eyeballs, are they? They're just, you know, they're, they're stuck on eyes have fallen off. Maybe they've got a bit of stuffing coming out or a limb hanging off. Yes. Yeah, I can picture it now. All sat down, drinking tea and being like, so what have you missed? Oh, where to begin? Well, <laughs> you won't believe who's their president, will you, Teddy? Oh, no. Yeah, I think that's good. I like that a lot. Very wholesome. Um, although I, I do find it quite entertaining that you assume that my teddy bear has been in a box in the attic for four years. <laughs> Definitely not. I slept with it last night. No shame. Danny says, I think on Leap Day, we should Marie Kondo our lives and take things that don't bring us joy or pleasure and set them on fire. I think, I know Marie Kondo doesn't specifically say we should set things on fire. Just, just throw them out. But I feel like the fire makes it more of a ritual. We all live with so much rubbish that having this date once every four years to have a clear out is a good idea. And the fire just means that those things are definitely gone. Although, I'm not that sure of all the fires everyone will be having um, will be good for the environment. A good point. But whatever. It's once every four years. Sorry, Greta. I did say I wanted something involving fire. And that does involve fire. A ceremonial burning of, of old, no longer useful possessions. Yes. Um, I would agree that perhaps it's better to recycle them or reuse them or give them away or, you know, whatever it is. You know, you know, you know the deal. The fire, yeah, it's bad for the planet. It's wasteful, especially if you're burning plastics because plastic does not burn well. It gives off loads of toxic fumes. So just be careful if we're, if we're going to have a leap day bonfire of all of our old possessions and no longer useful things. It is an idea, but maybe... Maybe hold off on that one for a bit, Danny, just just until maybe we've done a health and safety form, a risk assessment, you know, all that kind of stuff, just to make sure that it will actually be be safe and we won't end up poisoning ourselves on burning toy cars or anything. Amber says, why don't we have street parties for Leap Day? I feel like we have street parties over some really ridiculous things, so we should have them for a Leap Day as well. We had a street party for both the Olympics and the Queen's Jubilee. Though none of them were things for us to actually celebrate. We didn't personally win an Olympic medal, nor did we do anything to contribute to the Queen's Jubilee. I think we had just as much to celebrate at reaching the next leap day. You know what? I think you're right. It's not guaranteed that we will we will live to see the next leap day. 2024, who knows? Who knows what could have happened? Climate catastrophe, nuclear disaster, coronavirus. We might not make it to the next Leap Day, so even more reason to have a street party right now and enjoy the 29th of February for possibly the last time ever. This could be the last Leap Day. Oh, no. I, I did just kind of assume that we can we can decide on something now and then in four years' time do it. 
but actually, I mean, uh, it's right. We might not be able to. Thank you, Amber. Nera says, I haven't fully thought this through. On Leap Day, I think we should all have to wear masks and walk around our local towns and cities in masks. A day of anonymity as a break from feeling like we're always being followed or watched by social media and the government. Maybe it could turn into a situation like The Purge, where you can commit any crime you want without any punishment. Maybe not. But definitely everyone wearing masks and going out wearing masks. I'm thinking when you talk about that, do you know do you know who Anonymous are? <laughs> They're like this this hacking group. And they sometimes have demos where they just smash things up and set fire to things and vandalize stuff. And they do it in like those Phantom of the Opera type masks, I think. You know, like or like a is it a BAFTA? That kind of design. That's what they wear. So is that what you're thinking of? to wear masks just to, to hide our identity and commit crimes or are you thinking more like face masks because I've seen a lot of people walking around wearing them recently for some reason who knows why but yeah a good idea we'll have to perhaps wait until next leap day to do that because I think any kind of mask at the moment is pretty sold out but that could be actually I've got a Craig David mask okay perfect I'm gonna I'm gonna get out my Craig David mask and I'll wear that all day, well, for the rest of the day, just to celebrate the Leap Day. Well, happy Leap Day, everyone. I like those ideas a lot. We'll put them into practice in four years' time. So if I'm still on the radio in four years' time on a Leap Day, just, just remind me and we can we can do it then. Coming up, I saw a lovely photo last night of the moon, but I'm not sure it's entirely legit. We'll talk about that after Anne-Marie and birthday. <laughs> Anne-Marie and birthday. It's Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman and I'm playing you Ren in a second. And we'll do someone's looking at your door. I was on Facebook last night and I'm in one of those local area groups. I joined it when I was on work experience, I think, and it was useful for me to be in this group. And I'm still in it now. It's a local area group for Leeds. And most of the stuff that gets posted, it's, it's, it's rubbish. It's not good. It's not interesting. It's just people complaining. There was someone complaining about bus stops being vandalized. I mean, that sparked like hundreds and hundreds of comments about bus stops being vandalized, basically saying something along the lines of, bring back the death penalty. So that's, that's the kind of group it is. But I did see an absolute gem in there yesterday. <laughs> it was someone who decided they were going to post a picture a lovely photo of of the moon that they'd seen in the sky and they thought oh i'm gonna take a picture of that and put it on on leeds place but i think i think this was not an entirely serious post it says just just seen a few great shots of the moon the last few nights thought i'd share mine that i took tonight so obviously everybody's been sharing their photos of the moon this guy's decided to get involved it's it's a kind of dark blue sky <laughs> with with a very, very blurred white shape, which I assume is the moon, but you can't quite tell. It's all shaky. You know, it doesn't look like the moon as such. It's just a weird white kind of smear on this blue background. You know, it's, it's, it's not the best picture of the moon I've ever seen in my life, but I think it was probably intentional <laughs> because the comments are pretty good. One person saying, you'd be better off keeping that on your phone, pal which is fair enough. The original guy comes back. No, mate, I need to share my photography skills with Leeds. <laughs> um, and the, the guy who commented replies, don't be trying to get any work out of it, pal. Which I think is, is quite hard because 
Oh, you know, this guy's shared his beautiful creation and people are being mean about it. Another person saying, um, awesome, love it, best shot. I think that's probably ironic. Um, would be surprised if NASA want that image. Clearest picture of the moon I've ever seen. Almost feels like it's in front of you. And then one person who's just gone, me too. And they've taken a picture of their window with a piece of, of white paper stuck to it. It's a circle. And, and that's supposed to be the moon. Well done, everybody. Good job, good job. Excellent content. Um, likes all round. What a lovely photo of, of the moon. Oh, these, I need to get out of this group immediately. Someone's looking at your door is coming up next. After Ren, I drive me mad. Someone's knocking at the door. Somebody's ringing the bell. Afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Someone is Knocking at Your Door. I'm really hanging up like a like a kind of a wrestling match this week. That was the vibe I was going for. Hello, my name is Alec Feldman. This is my baby, my game, my creation. It is the only radio game show in existence that is based around both doors and, don't forget this bit, the People's Postcode Lottery. So thanks to them for continuing to not sponsor us, but that's fine. We shouldn't encourage gambling anyway. The premise of Someone's Look at is is very simple. I'll explain it to you now. Someone in a second. Oh, hang on, what? Are they, oh, they're already here. They're early. Yeah, um, like I was saying. All right, all right, all right. Someone is knocking at my door, as you will have just heard. Yeah, coming. Someone's looking at my door. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't know who they are. I just know that they were coming because, you know, that happens all the time, right? But basically, I'm, I'm having a party. I have a party every, every Saturday afternoon between three and five. You're all invited. But, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, can I bring my mate along? And I'll be like, maybe. And they'll be like, oh, brilliant, thanks. They'll be along at, at 3.56. And sure enough, here they are. I don't actually know who they are, but I know that they were coming. Does that does that make sense? Is that a plausible excuse that, that maintains the, the mental image? Good, yes. So someone's just knocked at my door. I'm just going to go check out to see who it is, actually. Uh, I've got my, my ring doorbell back because I'm giving it another go. And... Um, just opening it up. Oh! Oh, okay. This is exciting. Yes. Someone is knocking at the door. I know who they are. So if anybody wants to have a guess who it is, they can only come by. They can only come in if someone can guess who they are. That's that's one bit funny about these kind of things. So that's why you have to guess who they are. Otherwise, they can't come in. So um, James Gilmore should be here, and he can ask yes. some questions. Can I just say before I ask the questions? What a messy introduction. But anyway, <laughs> gonna leave that there. Um, my first question, is this person a woman? No. Is this person um, a real person? Yes. Okay. So not a woman, a real person. Is this person older than a teenager? Can I consult Google for a second? Sure. Wow. Um, bear with me a minute. <laughs> yes. Is, so they're older than a teenager. Yes, they are. But I might suggest they're only just because you weren't sure. Okay. 
Um, to most likely a man, a real person, only just older than a teenager. Um, are they famous? Yes. Sounded like a very famous to me. Very famous. And last but not least, are they a musician? Yes. Musician. All right. So, um, it's most likely a man who's only just older than a teenager and is a very famous musician. All right. A lot of that is your own um, kind of projection there. It is. A lot of it's my own projection. But I feel like my own projections haven't led us astray to date. I mean, that's debatable, but... Yep, all right. Well, it's all perspective. We can go with it. Those are your clues this week. Try and work out who it is that is knocking at my door. If you think you know, send me a message. 07807-183-538. Tweet me at WizRadio or email me on station at wizardradio.co.uk. Who is knocking at the door? They're not a woman, but they are a real person who's older than a teenager and they're a famous musician. Any ideas, any guesses, send them my way. If you can work out who it is, they can come in. If you can't, they can't come in. They have to go away. And I might even call the police on them. You know, just to get them off my property. I feel very strongly about trespassing, you see. That's someone's looking at the door this week. We'll find out who is knocking at the door at about 4.50, so hang about for that. Also on the way, I'll play Ellie Golding and the Jonas Brothers after the news at 4 o'clock. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet. Ellie Golding and Diplo close to me. Jonas Brothers, what a man gotta do before that. And I'll play a new song by the 1975 next called The Birthday Party. And I saw that this new song had come out and it was on the Wizard Radio playlist. And I thought, oh, crack him, new 1975, happy days. But The Birthday Party to me, is not a very 1975-y name. For me, the 1975 usually go for something, maybe something a bit long. I mean, we all remember the album, I Like It When You Sleep Because You Are So Beautiful Yet So Unaware Of It, or whatever the hell that one was called. It's normally a bit pretentious, a bit... If you were of the concept of a soft boy, it's a bit soft boy. We've got, you know, Me And You Together song, again, a bit mushy. Just looking on their Spotify page. It's not living if it's not with you. Uh, love it if we made it. Sincerity is scary. You know, all these kind of, these slightly over-the-top soft boy song names. And yet they've now done this song called The Birthday Party. To me, The Birthday Party is not a 1975 song. It's a children's book, alright? The Birthday Party, it's not a song with Matty Healy and the other ones it's something you'd read maybe when you're in in reception year one year two maybe it's got a little color code on the back to tell you how difficult it is that is what the birthday party means to me but you know it is what it is just gotta (laughs) gotta roll with it if that's what matty healy has written and called it then we have no choice but to listen to it and enjoy it however i did think that maybe given that he has named his song the birthday party which sounds like the name of a kid's book i should have a go at writing the kid's book called the birthday party and make it about everybody's favorite soft boy indie band the 1975 so so get ready kids are you ready for a story are we all sitting comfortably then i'll begin 
<clears throat> Once upon a time, there were four friends. Matty, George, Ross, and Adam. Who knew that that was their names, not me? They'd been friends since they started primary school together. They played together every lunchtime and always went round to each other's houses. George, Ross and Adam especially loved going to Matty's house because his mum was off the telly and she'd always give them potato smiles for tea. Matty, however, often fell out with the rest of his friends. He loved all of the attention to be on him and didn't like it when he wasn't the centre of attention. One day, it was Ross's sixth birthday. He decided to have a, a birthday party and the whole class was invited. But his three best friends, Matty, George and Adam, were invited to an extra special sleepover afterwards. Everyone started to arrive, all of them bringing presents for Ross, including a super soaker, a new strap for his guitar, and a book about maintaining your beard, which was an unusual gift to give a six-year-old. Once everyone had arrived, the party really got going. There were Fox's party rings, Dorito, and jelly. Ross loved jelly. It was his favorite. He ate lots of jelly. Then the fun and games began. Ross's mum had made a pass the parcel with prizes in each layer. Everybody was sat in a circle and the music started. The parcel got passed from person to person until it landed on Matty. He grabbed hold of it and wouldn't let go. Matty! said George. The music hasn't stopped yet. Matty reluctantly threw it towards George, when all of a sudden, the music stopped. Yes, said George, and unwrapped a layer of newspaper. Out fell a lollipop. Oh wow, I love these, said George. I want one too, Matty whined. The music started up again, and they kept passing the parcel around. Then it stopped, and this time, Adam was holding it. Oh boy, said Adam enthusiastically, as some Haribo fell out, onto, uh, fell out of the newspaper wrapping. Matty crossed his arms in disappointment. The music went on once again, and this time Matty didn't even pick up the parcel when it got to him. He just kept his arms folded, and it had to be passed behind him to the next person, who isn't important enough, important enough to the story to get a name. The parcel kept going round until it got back to Ross, and then the music stopped. He unwrapped the final layer, and inside was a big sharing bag of chocolate buttons. At this point, Matty stood up. This is a fix! It's not fair! How come he wins the main prize? It's his birthday, Matty, said Adam, so it is kind of fair that he wins. That's so stupid, I want a prize, he yelled, and grabbed the buttons out of Ross's hands. Then he ran out into the back garden and started eating them. Ross felt tears forming in his eyes. He couldn't stop himself and started crying. His mum had to come and give him new chocolate buttons. Oh dear, she said. I think we'll have to call Matty's mum and ask her to come pick him up. A few minutes later, there was a ring of the doorbell. Behind it was TV's Denise Welch. TV's Denise Welch, said Ross's mum. Yes, yes, it is me. No photos, please said TV's Denise Welch. Sorry we had to call you. It's just he was being naughty and upsetting the other children, said Ross's mum. Although, if you could just get him to apologise, I'm sure he could stay after all. 
Oh, I'm so sorry, he always does this. It's terrible. I just don't know what to do with him, said TV's Denise Welch. At this point, Matty appeared with his face covered in chocolate. Matty, how could you be so horrible to your friend Ross, said TV's Denise Welch. I didn't win past the parcel, said Matty. And what do we do if we don't win, replied TV's Denise Welch. <sighs> Matty sighed. Stay calm and say well done. Exactly, said TV's Denise Welch. So I think you owe your friend Ross an apology. Matty hesitated, frowned, and eventually went back into the living room and stammered an apology to Ross. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. That's okay, Matty, said Ross. And they all lived happily ever after. And that was the birthday party featuring the 1975 and now here's the birthday party by the 1975 the 1975 and the birthday party on wizard radio if anyone from cbb's is listening i'm very happy to to read your bedtime story i think i'd be good at it i could also write your bedtime story i managed to to write the the weirdest 1975 fanfic ever written just before that'll be a clip soon on the wizard radio website if you want to hear that weird story about Matty Healy from the 1975 as an obnoxious child. It's Wizard Radio, it's Alec here, playing Alec Benjamin very soon. Need help naming something in a bit as well. First, I've often been compared to a young Bear Grylls. Okay, that's a lie. I've never been compared to a young Bear Grylls. But I think I should be. Especially after the events of last night. I managed to to make the best of a, a tough situation. I managed to use what I had in front of me to get out of a, a tough situation. That's exactly what Bear Grylls would have done. I want I want my channel my channel five show, basically. You know, extreme survival with, with me. I'll tell you what happened, and I'm sure you'll agree once you've heard the story that I mean I'm a hero, I'm I'm fast thinking, I, I just know what to do. I have an instinct for these things. I have a bit of a reputation at home. I don't know whether I've ever talked about this on the radio before. I, I'm i surprised if I haven't, but also I can't remember a specific occasion when I have. I have a reputation at home of being someone that, that blocks toilets quite a lot. I'm a serial toilet blocker, toilet blocker. I don't know why. I don't know how. I, you know, I try my best, but sometimes these things just happen. Toilet gets blocked. It's very annoying to have to sort out. Um, I'm getting better though, I think. I'm I'm a toilet blocker in recovery. I'm learning, I'm trying really hard, I'm making good progress. I have not blocked a toilet for some months, so I mean, I'll take a, a round of applause for that. But um, yesterday I had what I guess could be described as, I don't know, a slight relapse. Um, I was I was in the toilet. I don't, I don't want to give you too many details because you don't want to think about that at 4 o'clock on a Saturday. Unfortunately, it happened again for the first time in a while. Now, ordinarily, there are, there are tools you can use to deal with this. You know, there are, there are buckets, there are other people in your house that you can be like, um, I've done it again, can you, can you help me out here? Because, you know, what you do, right, you fill up the bucket with water, pour it really fast down and it'll like dislodge the blockage just through force and speed and weight. See, I'm an expert at this. I wasn't lying. Nobody else was in the house at this point. There was also no bucket to hand. So, so what did I do? How did I get out of this situation? 
well, I thought on my feet. I looked at the room around me. I saw what was available. I saw there was a bin. And I thought, oh, perfect. So I emptied out the contents of the bin onto the bathroom floor. I put the bin in the bath. I filled the bin up with water. I then was able to use this bin to unblock the toilet, poured all the water down, the blockage cleared, the day was saved, everything was fine. And I was feeling pretty pleased with myself, actually, because I was able to just utilize my surroundings in order to help me get out of a tough situation, which is why I think, and I'm sure you will now agree, I am basically a young Bear Grylls. I was thinking, I was sat there thinking, what would Bear Grylls do? And the answer is quite obviously, use a bin to fill up with water to unblock a toilet. Me and him, peas in a pod, two sides of the same coin, brothers from another mother. And so can you just call me a young Bear Grylls from now on? Thanks, that'd be really appreciated. This is Alec Benjamin and Oh My God on Wizard Radio. Alec Benjamin and Oh My God. This is Wizard Radio. I am not Alec Benjamin. Playing Doja Cat and H very soon. I need your help naming something. A concept, if you will. A phenomenon. A, an occurrence. A thing that happens. I think deserves a name. That currently doesn't have one. You know how in German. They have loads of words for really specific things. I think we should introduce that into the English language. Uh, I'm just looking now actually. 18 weird German words you won't believe exists. Shall we Shall we have a look? What have we got? Um... Fernware is distance pain. Okay, that's just being just being homesick. Kummerspeck is grief bacon. Um, that's when you put on a bit of weight because you're sad and you're comfort eating. Um, inner Schweinwein, no, inner Schweinhund. There we go. Is your inner pig dog, which is when you just leave things to the last minute and you're lazy. Um, oh, this is a good one. When you, you're getting on a bit in life and you're, you're scared that you haven't achieved all the things you want to achieve, that is Torschlush Panic, which literally means closing gate panic. Basically, in German, they have loads of good words for really specific things that we just don't in the English language. And I think we need them. And I think there is no clearer example of that than the thing that's been happening to me quite a lot recently. Because it's really rainy at the minute, at least where I am, in kind of the north of England. All the rain is on, all the time. And so, whenever I walk anywhere, which is all the time because I walk everywhere, I'm finding myself getting kind of wet feet a bit, which is annoying. But that's not what I think needs a name. This is a very specific thing that needs to be named. You know when you are walking, and there are paving slabs, and one of those paving slabs might be a bit loose, so that when you step onto the paving slab, it might sort of seesaw upwards a bit, and it'll tip kind of towards you when that happens if it's rainy all of the rain that has accumulated in a little puddle on that little paving slab it will then suddenly kind of be catapulted into you your legs or your feet or sometimes even if it's high enough your face if you're really like stepping aggressively this happens to me so often that it needs a name so instead of saying oh can't believe it. I stepped on a paving stone and it seesawed up, thus splashing me with water again. Instead of saying that, I can say, oh no, I hmm, again, or the hmm happened to me 
but what what should it be called? It needs a name. I don't know what. I'm quite lazy because of my my inner swine hound. What's it called? My um. Hang on, let me get the word back up. My my inner schweinhund. Okay, I didn't need, didn't need to look that one up. I'm lazy, so can you help me out? Can you think of something? Your ideas are probably going to be better than mine anyway. So if you've got any thoughts on a specific word that we should use to define when you step on a paving stone that then seesaws up, catapulting rainwater onto your body and clothes, what should that name be? 07807183538 is the number you can text me on. You can tweet me on at Radio or send me an email station at wizardradio.co.uk thoughts please what should we call it one of you will will come up with one that i'm like yes we need it and that will officially from here forward be the word we use to describe the thing where you step on a paving stone and get splashed with water coming up next i'm going to play say so by doja cat and i thought you know what let's let's be a good radio presenter let's be knowledgeable about the music i play so i've quite a lot of time actually this afternoon researching doja cat and i've put all those interesting and correct facts i've learned into my 60 second guide alex totally accurate definitely not made up 60 second guide the internet was designed primarily for cats we all remember grumpy cat not to forget neon cat the pop tart cat that traveled perpetually through space popping rain pooping rainbow at the same time Doja Cat is, is quite similar, although she's colourblind, so her poop isn't rainbow coloured. Other than that, Say So is musically identical to the music of Nun Cat, and Doja Cat does quite closely resemble a Pop-Tart. The song only became the viral sensation it did because it was used in an advert for Tic Tacs. Doja says her favourite Tic Tac flavour is lime, and she wishes she could buy an entire pack of them. Now she's hit the big time, she even puts it on her rider when she does performances that she wants a bowl of lime Tic Tacs exclusively. And it's rumoured that a member of her staff was fired when she found a single rogue orange Tic Tac in the bowl. This has made Doja a target of workers' rights campaigners who have called out her exploitative work practices and called for her to fire all her staff and rehire them on better conditions. That's Doja Cat in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Saturdays 3 till 5. Wizard Radio playing H... This is Mice, and before that, it was Doja Cat and Say So. I'm Alec Feldman. Mabel's playing soon. New song from her. New Bieber song plays before five o'clock as well. And then, Miles Mikulski is on Wizard Radio with hip-hop and R&B and all the latest news about hip-hop and R&B that you need to know. That's coming up. Someone's looking at you as well. Me till then. I wanted a name for when you step on a paving slab. The paving slab tips upwards and you get splashed with water. It happens to me too often for it not to have a name that I can just refer to it as and have to explain it every time. I need a name. I've asked for some input. What have we got? Okay, Matthew. He thinks we should call it pavement stepping. This sounds like some good old fashioned pavement stepping to me, Alec. Pavement stepping being when you step on a pavement, the thing you would usually expect to happen, i.e. absolutely nothing, doesn't happen and you get a surprise it could be that it gets splashed or the pavement moves and you twist your ankle anything you wouldn't normally expect when you step on a pavement is pavement stepping to me okay so this is this is something you've given thought to before now which is interesting but then 
to me, pavement stepping is almost not specific enough because, you know, you step on the pavement all the time. Most of the time, it's fine. Nothing ever really happens, like you say. So why why does pavement stepping refer to when unexpected things do happen instead of just the general act of walking, as most people call it? I'll be honest. I am not entirely sold on pavement stepping, but we'll, we'll keep it in mind. We'll see what, what other options we have. It's a strong... 6 out of 10 for Matthew's suggestion. Jasmine says, I think there are two things we could call this. The first is pave betrayal, because the pavement is betraying you when it splashes you with water. So you'd say, I've been pave betrayed if that's happened to you. Alternatively, you could say, I've been an idiot and not looked where I was walking. Either one works for me. Hey, let's not, let's not pin this on me, Jasmine. I am always very attentive about where I walk. It just so happens if you don't realise that the pavement slab is going to swing upwards, what can you do? I don't like the second one. I do like pave betrayed because unlike pavement stepping, that one actually does convey the sort of the shock, the surprise, the unexpectedness of getting splashed with water when you're walking down the pavement. Pave betrayal is good. I am. I'm a fan. So can I use it in conversation? Oh, yeah, yeah, mate, I had a, a mare, mare get an ear, I got paved betrayed three times. Yeah, okay, I, I'm liking the sound of that, that works. Thank you very much, Jasmine. Adam says, I think this should be called splash sliding. Whenever this has happened to me, it's not just that you get sla splashed, but you also slip and slide a bit, because you weren't expecting the pavement to move in the first place. So, um, you have been the subject of splash sliding, or you you slip slid, I guess. It's the dual action which makes it especially annoying, because now you've slid and you're wet. Um, am I following that completely? So it's it's two distinct actions. It's a splash slide, which ins which consists of a splash and then a slip slide. And you put them together, and you've got a splash slide. I guess that makes sense, but I don't get the slip. It's not that I'm losing balance as such. It's just I find myself unexpectedly covered in water when I don't want to be. I, yeah, for me, there's no sliding. So I personally am not wild about splash slide. Although, I mean, no, I'll take that back. It's a great word to describe a very specific thing, which is when you get splashed by water when you tread on like a, a paving slab that's loose and then you slide. That is a great word for that specific example. However, that's not what I personally have experienced. So I think we should save that word for something slightly different, but similar. Different but associated. Does that work with everybody? Good. Josh says, this is a long one. What about the upward slide and splash? You step on the pavement, it moves upwards, the pavement slides, and then you get splashed. Importantly though, it is the slide and splash, not the slide and splash. That bit is especially important. I cannot make that clear enough. It is the slide and splash. Splide. Oh, no, I said it wrong. The slide and splash. Slide and splash. That's quite hard to say. Can you try to say that like five times in a row? Slide and splash, slide and splash, slide and splash, slide and splash. Yeah, okay. It's kind of hard, but doable. Again, I don't know where this sliding is coming from because I'm not really sliding when I'm doing this. I'm just getting splashed, but my, my balance remains the same and the location of my foot generally doesn't move. <laughs> if it's sliding, it must be a really like steep paving slope. Like the gradient that you must have created by treading on it is quite enormous. But no, for me, I'm not a slider. So 
I think, oh, I guess we've identified two phenomena here. We've got a splash sliding or the slide and splash. They're both quite similar. I think for the one where you do slide, I'm more in favor of the slide and splash from Josh. Apologies to Adam. But the one I'm talking about, the one where you just get splashed, but there's no sliding involved. It's got to be paved betrayal from Jasmine. So I hereby declare that when you tread on the pavement and you get splashed with water, it shall be called pave betrayal. So next time that happens to me, I'll be like, oh, been paved betrayed again. Perfect. Thank you, Jasmine. I appreciate your contribution greatly. Contribution both to this show and to the English language. We'll find out who's been knocking at the door next after a new song from Mabel. It's called Boyfriend. Someone's knocking at the door. Somebody's ringing the bell. And welcome back, everybody, to Someone's Knocking at Your Door. I'm your host, Alec Feldman, and before the break, the very long, kind of hour-long break, we had someone knocking at the door. But who? Who was it? Who dared knock at my door without being invited? That's the question we were asking. We had some clues. We know that they are not a woman. We know that they're a real person who is older than a teenager. They are famous for being a musician. That is what you've got. And I can now confirm that we have had some guesses in. Uh, you thought I was gonna gonna confirm whether anyone got it right, didn't you? No, not yet. We have had some guesses, which is always a relief. Georgia thinks it's it's Justin Bieber. She says, "Does your guest this week not care? <laughs> Clearly, because they arrived early, they have no care for timings at all." I think it's Justin Bieber. He's only recently not been a teenager, but he is older than one. He is a man, and he's a very famous musician who is relevant right now. You've you've um, got me curious, actually. How old is Justin Bieber? Because I feel like he's younger than I think he is. Just because, for me, he's been around for, like, half my life. Okay, no, he's 25. That's about right. Cause, oh, yeah, because then he was, like, 16 when he first... But, yeah, okay, fine. I thought I'd be shocked and he'd be, like, 20, 21. I'd be like, no, no way. No, he's not. But also, he is, he's married, isn't he? I suppose there aren't that many 20-year-olds are married. So, anyway, sorry, that was a weird, stupid tangent about Justin Bieber's age. It's not Justin Bieber knocking at the door. Though, I can see why he thought that. Especially given James interpreted that this person must be really, really famous. Which I think, I can tell you now, was possibly leading you astray a bit. It's not Justin Bieber at the door. Georgia, you are wrong. Thanks for playing. Try again next week. Sarah thinks H is knocking at the door this week. Okay, go on. I have a few reasons for this, she says. Firstly, he is a man. A very famous musician, but also, you are unsure if he's a teenager or not. And H was a teenager until December, so I can understand why you might be confused or want to double-check. Also, I just think H is quite achievable to be on your show, Alec. Like, yeah, he could be knocking at your door. Oh, is H... is H... is H younger than me? H better not be younger than me. I bet he is. How old is H? Born the 9th of December 1999. He's six months younger than me. Unbelievable. But he... Okay, he's British, so he could... It could come on the show one day. Maybe. Maybe he can be a guest. <laughs> maybe he can knock at the door for real one day. That day's not today. H is not knocking at my door. Sorry to let you down. Try again next week. Ollie says... I don't know why, but I think it might be Ed Sheeran. 
whenever somebody says male musician, I just think Ed Sheeran. So that's my guess. That's true. He is the sort of the ultimate just generic male musician. I mean, obviously he's not generic because he's Ed Sheeran, but like, if someone said name a male magician on Pointless, you would not be getting a Pointless answer for that because everybody would be saying Ed Sheeran. He is the first one you think of for sure. Not Ed Sheeran knocking at the door. It is. It is funny though. We've now had everybody featured on the song I Don't Care by Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber. Neither of them are knocking at the door this week though. Dan thinks it's Sean Paul on the grounds that he's not a woman. He is a real person who's older than a teenager but is kind of timeless and ageless. So I can see why you'd need to research that. And he's a famous musician. I love Sean Paul so much if it is. Sean Paul, is that you? Give me a, a brung badung badung if it is. No, it's not Sean Paul. Sorry. He's not knocking at the door. Maybe another time. He is, he is sort of ageless, isn't he? So you know what, since since we're doing this, let's Google Sean Paul's age. How old is Sean Paul? Sean Paul is 47. Oh my God, he's old. He was born in 1973. He's, what's he lived through? He's lived through the collapse of the Soviet Union. He's lived through the millennium bug. He's lived through Thatcher, Reagan. Wow, he's old. Who, who knew? He doesn't rap about any of that stuff. So that's why I, I was surprised. It's not Sean Paul at the door, sorry. Zach says, I think James saying the musician was very famous isn't true because you said afterwards that it might be slightly misleading. Did I say that on the radio? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I forget what I say on the radio and off the radio. I thought I'd said that off the radio, but fine. Yes, I said it was slightly misleading. Zach continues, I do think he's very well known and a male musician. So I think it might be Sam Fender. He's well known. And I think you've played him a bit on your radio show. I have played him a bit on my radio show because he's really good. I think Sam Fender's great. But come on, do you really think Sam Fender would be knocking at the door this week? Well, he is. You're right. The person knocking at the door this week was Sam Fender. So well done to Zach for guessing correctly. For your prize, you get to hear this exclusive interview with Sam Fender that's happening right now. Come on in, Sam. Come in, come in. Take a seat. How are you doing? I've just got one question for you and one question only. What's your favourite tube line? What? What's your favourite tube line? Favourite tube line? Yeah. Northern line? Nice. Excellent answer. Thanks for coming in, Sam Fender. Bye. Bye. Take care now. Oh, wasn't that great? An exclusive interview with Sam Fender on Wizard Radio. Just live. Just popped in then. Gonna, gonna send him home now. Right. That's the end of the show. Thanks for listening today. If you've missed anything or you want to hear it again, there is a podcast. Please get the podcast because it's it's well good and I want the numbers to look good. Alec Feldman, the podcast is what it's called. And you can get it from all your favourite podcast providers. I'll see you next week. We'll have a chat. As per usual, we'll have the weekly mixtape on Friday as well. And next on Wizard Radio, you've got Miles Pekulski. To finish, it's Justin Bieber, who wasn't knocking at the door, with intentions. Here goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. 
Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.